The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by IONS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Today's program continues a fascinating discussion with child NDE researcher PMH Atwater. We began this discussion back in September of this year on two programs, and if you missed out on those, I'd suggest you check out those shows of September 9th and September 16th, where we discussed the content and goals of PMH's most recent book, The Forever Angels, Near-Death Experiences in Childhood and Their Lifelong Impact. Today, uh, PMH continues with some additions to that book called the Animal Lights series. These are uh, six books, small books in, uh, titled uh, Busy Betty Wiggles, Oops, a Baby, Winnie Rolls Around, Tommy Two Toes, Wee Willikins, and Sally Susie Q. And these six small books are about animal babies who have pre-birth memories like many human children do. Uh, each of the six babies, monkey, fawn, kitten, skunk, hedgehog, and horse, remember different things about living in the light, conception, moving into their mommy's womb, developing a body, miscarriage, birth, handicaps, and full healthy living. Each book is designed to help parents talk to their children about remembering anything at all from before they were born. PMH Atwater, noted research pioneer in the field of near-death studies and author of 18 books concerning the topic, has sought for a way to help parents talk to their children about pre-birth memories. Her books give us in-depth uh, studies about what happens to the very youngest during such episodes and what they face growing up with a different kind of memory. PMH, welcome back to NDE Radio. Well, it's fun to be here. Hello, well, hello. Always- <laughs> Hello. It's always fun to have you. Um, but I'm going to start by playing devil's advocate for uh, a minute, if you don't okay. mind. In the Hindu tradition, there's a strong belief in reincarnation. And yet in India, parents actually discourage their children from remembering details from their past lives. Why do you suppose they discourage what you're trying to accomplish? Off the top of my head, I would say that sometimes remembering past lives can interfere with your growth in this life. Mm. Um, I, I, I know when I was a kid, <laughs> I can remember that my mother was once my daughter back in France. Uh-huh. And therefore, I, I, would not, um, I would not accept um, any uh, um, rules from her. I would not accept orders from her. Um, I felt like, how dare she tell me what to do? Because <laughs> she's my daughter. And <laughs> that caused a lot of uh, uh, problems between us. Um, 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 certainly th- there were other factors involved as well, but that was the main one. I mm. just could not accept my mother as a mother. Because I was the mother, she was the daughter. I clearly remembered that, and I, I, um, you know, there, there was, <laughs> there was a lot of problems between us because of that. 
<laughs> well, that partially answers my second devil's advocate question. Because uh, you've said, I believe, that 90% of young NDEers tend to bond more with the other side than they do with their parents. Well, that, and, uh, that, that's clearly evident. Absolutely yeah, clearly evident. What are the uh, life results of that? Um, compl- complications. <laughs> Lots <laughs> of complications. They tend not to fit their family. Mm. They mm-hmm. uh, tend uh, ha- to have all kinds of problems with mom and dad because... Um, again, the, the idea that um, they're remembering something else, they know something else, and and most of the children, certainly not all of them, but most of my the children in my study of the Forever Angels, also going back away is my first study, the new children and near death experience experiences again and again and again. They they knew more than their parents did. Mm. Uh, they did not fit in with brothers and sisters. Um, going to school, they know they knew more than their school teacher did. And so you got, uh, uh, um, um, and, and they ran into a lot of bullying problems. So you've got, um, at least in my research, three hundred and ninety. 97 people. So that's a lot of people. Yes. This is good research with a lot of people. And they're all saying, not all of them, most of them are saying, um, we didn't fit because we remembered or uh, we were still part of that bright world. And... Um, you know, uh, it, it was just kind of hard to accept this mm-hmm. world and the rules of this world. It's like, what? Um, <laughs> and, and one of the major problems in growing up was they couldn't figure out how to to really be a part of this world. So they got into all kinds of problems, you know, in wow. school and dating and sports. Um, uh, and I'm not painting a, a, a picture here, uh, um, of, of negative negative. Rather, um, that complex, um, vision and knowing that I'm here, somehow I have to fit, somehow I have to make a place for myself in this world, but, I remember an, another world, and is I, I'm challenged by that. I, I, I'm challenged by being a human when I know I'm not. Right. Well, that that interestingly answers part of my third devil's advocate question, which was <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of these NDEs that you describe in uh, in your book were triggered by abuse. Sexual and otherwise. A lot of it. A lot of it. Yeah. A lot of it. Is, and is most there a- of my cases came uh, from abuse issues, from drownings, from birth difficulties, high fever, that kind of thing. Uh, so when when you're studying near death experiences, please everybody remember these experiences come from trauma. I don't care if you're talking about adults. 
I don't care if you're talking about kids. I don't care. I don't care if you're talking about babies and toddlers. Somehow they come from, you know, fear or trauma or abuse issues. So you you get a lot of that. I mean, I mean, these aren't pretty pictures. Right. Right. Um, so when we're talking about near death experiences, we tend to um, spend a lot of time on love and light. And especially with adults and what they learned, and it's like, wow, you know, <laughs> that other world was really great. Uh, but with children, it's like, uh, okay, <laughs> wait a minute here. Um, you know, this is, well, with children, 34% percent uh, were positive about having a near-death experience. 61% were negative. Mm. You know, they didn't like that near-death experience. Mm. Um, Even not though because they might it wasn't have... wonderful, yeah. but because um, they were having problems uh, comparing here with there. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 it was, it's all about home, Lee. Guilt for wanting to go back. Betrayal. For for feeling kicked out, you know, many never knew or understood what a human being is or how or how to be one. So, um, in in you know, in, in growing up and just being a kid in school, that they're dealing with that double sided puzzle. Um, so, children spend a lot of time compensating. Where adults can integrate, very seldom, um, you know, with my cases of adults, um, they 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 could integrate their experience. Most of them between seven to ten years, but the average child experiencer takes twenty to forty years. So we've got to stop here and look again at child's cases. Mm. They're just not what we think they are. Um, they don't respond like adults. Well, they don't have a before. You know, adults can can compare before with after. Um, right. In this yeah. life. Yeah, that, a child doesn't have but, a before. But this this brings up a question I had because you've said um, that they uh, we tend to be adult-brained in the womb, and and there have even been accounts of the soul pre-visiting the mom-to-be, even before conception, oh, yeah. uh, saying, I'm going to be your child, and they come with a with a, a mature intelligence. So how does what happens between the womb and the birth where suddenly the that adult capacity brain becomes a child's brain? Well, just look at myself um, and, and what I've already said. If you know... You're something else. How do you accept mom and dad? How do you accept brother and sister? You know, think about that. It's not a matter of having an adult brain. Forget that. It's Mm. a matter of, of having a different way of seeing things, a different way of thinking. 
And a different uh, role that you're playing because now you're a child and you have to play that role. Well, it's not a matter of being half. You you have to play, pay it. it. It's a matter a matter of you're being forced to play that. Mm, right. And and so, you know, we're we're looking at this very very differently. You and I are trying to look at it through adult eyes, and it, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. We, we we've we've got to look at it. Um, this is going to sound obtuse, but I'm going to say it anyway. We've got to look at it through the soul. It's not a child's mind. It's not an adult's mind. It's the soul. And that doesn't so this, sound obtuse to me at all. That sounds profound. <laughs> well, it's the truth. <laughs> yes, it's the absolute truth. We, we, we've got to look at it differently because it doesn't fit child or adult. It doesn't fit family or individual. And, and you know, uh, so the whole book, The Forever Angels, begins to prepare you for that. It has, a, it has some of the stories, some of the drawings, and then it, it begins to show you how they don't fit and what they did about it and how that got them into trouble. <laughs> and hmm. in some cases, it was wonderful. And in other cases, it was a nightmare. You know, you, you, you deal with this conundrum, and it's a, re- it's a conundrum I deal with as a researcher. 74% of my child experiencers, again, we're talking 397 people. You know, I, um, I'm one of those original researchers. All of my work is field work. All of it. Mm-hmm. So 397 people here. And there's... How do I put this into words? Um, they tumble through life trying to figure out the basics, just the basics, and older children, teens and tweens, adults, don't have that same challenge. So we're trying to accept them, figure them out, find a place for the, for them at a table where they're not even on the chair. Um, so, so, so I'm looking at 74% that, that grow up very, very successful. Successful. They are. They're brilliant. Most of them are brilliant. A lot of them are very smart. Um, they're able to figure things out in ways that are just miraculous. Um, I had a number of them that became millionaires. I mean, these are <laughs> successful people. Yeah. 74% and that same 74% are suicide prone or dealing with suicide ideation. Same percentage. 
Interesting. So and we're ca- we're yeah. actually we're counting on the ones that make it to to compensate for our own stupidity and the way we've been dealing with the world. You know, we've got we've got cataclysmic events on the horizon, and it's these kids with these gifts that could be our salvation. Literally. Mm. That's why I wrote um, The Forever Angels the way I did. And I hope everybody reads that book. Um, They really, really need to read that book, especially the last few chapters, um, to begin to understand that we're dealing with a whole different issue here. Um, when we're talking about near-death experience, when we're talking about ions, when we're talking about all the research that's been done, this this one book challenges challenges all of it. Even, even uh, the, the previous work with children that's been done by by people like Mill Morris, it even challenges that. Yes. Um, so, uh, as an outgrowth of the Forever Angels, I wrote a series of children's books. Ah, uh, yes, that's what I wanted to come to next. <laughs> the Animal Light series, <laughs> uh, and you can get it at Amazon. Um, tell the folks what it's all about, and, and perhaps you could even read a selection if, if you've got them there. Well, uh, many of today's children... Um, and, and we're, we're talking, you know, today's children. We're not just talking near death kids. Many of today's children have memories about life in the bright world. They also speak about being awake and aware in their mother's womb and during their birth as if they knew and could clearly see what was happening. Uh, um, the kind of memories the world denies them. Uh, you know, they're made fun of if they talk about this kind of thing, or they're told they're stupid, or we don't want to hear about that, or this is just your imagination. Animal Lights is a series of six books using animal babies to recreate what human babies may have experienced. With hedgehog, skunk, kitten, fawn, horse, and monkey, children and parents can talk about what was once labeled imagination with laughter and ease. You know, I'm thinking here that parents um, can download these books. Uh, Again, you only get them from Amazon.com. Um. I I even had to pay for my own books. There's no freebies here. Um, And um, get these books. And so parents can finally sit down with their kids and read these little books and then say to their child something like, do you have memories like Busy Betty Wiggles? You know, and uh, you know, they can open up that door of memory, um, and, and 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 with fun, you know, fun and laughter, they can play with these books. 
And, and the, these books are so designed that uh, many of the sentences is, are different. Uh, um, the words are uh, in different places on the page so mm. that the child can fall in love with sentences and words and how they can be on a page and they can be different um, and and still be very readable and lots of fun because the animals will stick their tails and their claws through the different letters and the different words and so they can follow those and, and have fun with them. Um, Busy Betty Wiggles is a monkey, and it uh, and uh, and it talks about the joy of life, and that parents were once babies too. Oops, the baby, the skunk, has a big tail and it falls so often, and you know the feeling of being different. Tommy. Two toes, that's a fawn. That deals with a miscarriage. And his twin helps him stand up, walk, and run. Because, you know, in a forest, if a fawn can stand up and walk and run, that fawn could could be killed or suffer terribly. So a fawn has to do that. And Tommy Two-Toes couldn't. And so uh, his mommy could remember having a drop in her pregnancy. Something went wrong, but she didn't know what it was. Uh, Well, they they were twins, a boy and a girl, and the girl died. But the girl came back as a spirit to help her brother be able to stand and walk and run. So, um, so the so the one you, you and I might call a ghost uh, mm-hmm. came back then to help uh, her brother. We Willikins, that's the hedgehog. We Willikins is too small, and he he's afraid his mother. And brothers and sisters and everybody else won't like him because he's so small. He, he, he just doesn't fit like the rest of them do. And then there's Sally Susie Q. She's a kitten. And there's so many babies <laughs> that, that Sally Susie Q suffocates and almost dies and is brought back to life. So here we have these six animal babies that are dealing with issues, but they're dealing with it in very different ways, ways that an average child can um, read about, learn about, and really get involved in. You know, Sally Susie Q. There's almost suffocates, and how she's able to survive. She asks for help, and the light is able to help her. 
Now you had a an award willing uh, award winning illustrator illustrate these for you. Too. Yes, Eva Sullivan is an award willing illustrator. She, she just popped out of the blue <laughs> to help. <laughs> uh, I I just put the word out. You know, I had these these six books. Help, help! What do I do with them? Um, so she popped out of the woodwork, so to speak, heard about it, mm-hmm. and uh, volunteered to be the artist. Uh, Kevin Williams, my goodness, he oh. has the world's largest website on cases yes. of the near-death experience. He he popped in also and said, well, hey, I'm a graphic designer. I can help you. You know, put these books together and get it on Amazon.com. I can do that for you. Mm. He didn't charge me a penny. Um, and then my own uh, webmaster, Steph, she was sort of like the coordinator. And, uh, you know, the four of us all kind of got together via telephone and and email, and we we tossed this around, and within about, oh, maybe two months, um, it all came together. Now, initially, when Kevin got all of this on Amazon.com, there was lots of mistakes. Amazon.com, Amazon kept changing its mind, you know, uh, um, we could charge this amount of money, or we could charge that amount of money. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted it to be really, really, really inexpensive. Amazon dot mm-hmm. com came in and said, "No, oh. um, this is a standard fee for this many pages or that many pages." So we had to change things around according to Amazon's rules, and um, you know it 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 took a little <laughs> it took longer than we thought it would it did, uh, but we but they're all done. Uh, you can either get the books w- one at a time, mm-hmm. or you can get a particular book that has all six of them in it. And so you can get all in one, or you mm-hmm. can get them separately, whatever you want. And you can also get them by uh, just ebooks. So you can have an ebook, or you can have a paperback book. Um, your choice, and you get it through Amazon. And we set it up so that anybody on the planet can get them. It's not just the United States. It's anybody on the right. on the planet. My idea is, why why come out with all this research? Why not also be able to reach out to your your particular group that you're working with and anybody else and say. Here's something you can do with this. Mm. Well, you're providing the tools for people to uh, to work with their children to uh, to evoke these memories. It's really it's really a neat idea. 
Uh, yeah, well, well over half of the, uh, of my people, 397, could remember their birth. Yeah. And could remember it clear, clearly. So, wait a, a minute here, you know, we're not talking about a fetus. Forget fetus. These are the right. pre-born. And yeah. they can remember. So interesting. Oh, uh, Pam H., I'm afraid we are once again out of time. Oh, really? <laughs> a half hour goes so quickly. <laughs> Tell the folks how they can find your website and your newsletter. Okay, it's www.pmhatwater.com. And uh, once you get there, um, if you're interested in um, my free monthly newsletter, I tell everybody it's only for the curious. So (laughs) if you're curious about all kinds of things, get on, uh, uh, sign up for my newsletter. There is an archive. So yeah, you can. It, it's yeah. it's full of information about lots of things uh, besides yeah. NDEs. I I highly recommend it. I look forward to it every month. Well, uh, we are definitely out of time now. So <laughs> thanks, thanks once again. Uh, oh, thank you, and thank you, everybody out there. Have fun with yes. the Animal Light series. If they would like to listen to this show again or any of our past shows. Go to our website at nderadio.org and join us again next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. This is Lee Whitting saying thanks for listening. 